Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, we're back in better than ever. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance, jam-packed on a Wednesday. None of the things we were expecting to be talking about will be leading our show this morning. You'll hear from Jay Will. You'll hear from many more after this moment last night. Here we go! Only one place to start. Yep, this is why we thought. Draymond got ejected, and he will jog off to the locker room. We need Draymond, but, you know, he knows that. We talk to him, and he's got to find a way to keep his poise and, and be out there for his, his teammates. All right, Draymond Green, uh, thrown out of a game last night for... I don't know exactly what words to use to describe the play. He himself, Draymond, says he was just trying to sell a call the way it certainly looks, as I've now watched it probably a thousand times on television and my phone this morning, is that he just spins around and punches Yusuf Nurkic directly in the side of the head. Nurkic goes straight down. This comes 31 days after his last suspension, which was a five-game suspension for the choking incident involving Rudy Gobert. This was his sixth game back from a five-game suspension, and now we have this. The assembled members of the hashtag crew have assembled around us, and Jeff Saturday, good enough to hang out after we wrap up, get up this morning. And and we will try and get a little football in with you, Jeff, but clearly this is the topic, and it's one that you talked about on TV with us this morning, and I know that you're interested in as well. Your your close friend, and I want to make sure everyone is aware like Dominique Foxworth and Jeff Saturday are like brothers. I, I don't. I don't have any two guys on my show who are closer than the two of you are. And you worked very much in tandem on the NFL Players Association. You basically yeah. negotiated the collective bargaining agreement a decade ago. So, with that as the backdrop, Dominique expressed great concern this morning that emotion will rule the day. That people like me, but forgetting me, people like Adam Silver and Joe Dumars, who ultimately have to make this decision, will react emotionally to this and create a suspension of 15 games or 20 games that might then become precedent and that some process needs to be followed. As one who has the union background, you have as well. What is your perspective on how Joe Dumars in particular and Adam Silver should be approaching this as they wake up this morning? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, they have to protect the entirety of their players not one player and this player has done so many things in succession that you have to stop giving him the benefit of the doubt and and I understand uh Neek's point of well if they set this precedent it happens to somebody else it could happen well I I find it very difficult to believe that somebody's going to be suspended or have this many issues this closely together right so if that's how you want to tie it together to create the process uh but he does deserve 15 or 20 games and he does deserve listen he punched a teammate in the face, unprovoked, walked up and just cold cocks this guy, hits him. He has choked guys. Year, to be clear, that was last year. Yeah, yeah he's choked guys. He stalked guys in the play. Like, I mean, are you serious? Like, when is enough enough, man, that we just go, hey, it's not about protecting, you know, Draymond Green's rights of, you know, how many games he's going to – it's all the rest of it. Because let me tell you, and this is, what I, this is what I said on TV – Man, vigilante justice is going gonna, is gonna to get there somehow. And the last thing you want to do as a league is make every player feel like they have to defend themselves because you won't defend them from a guy who is obviously out of control. Because that's what he is. He's out of control. Because if, if no punishment is deterring him, what are you allowing him to do? Like, at some point, it becomes ridiculous. And that's where I feel like we are in this situation. You know, I covered Dennis Rodman when he was with the Bulls. And... A generation before Ron Artest slash Meta World Peace, there was Rodman. 
and Rodman was a dirty player. There's no no other way around right. it. He was a dirty player, and he was when he was on the Bulls, he came to Chicago, and because he had he was so incredibly concerned with his image, he sort of revamped the way he was viewed to a degree. And people in Chicago loved him. And look, he came and he played great. I'm not right. taking anything away from how well he played. But there was an incident on a, on a baseline with a cameraman. I don't know how well yeah. people remember this, but I was there the night it happened. Um, there was a, a, a cameraman on the, on the baseline of the court just shooting the game, doing his job. And Rodman just fell into him through no fault of the cameraman's. That's where he is assigned to be. The cameraman just didn't decide he was going to sit there. And Rodman, in what was clearly a moment of premeditation, just wound up and kicked, kicked him, him directly mm. in the groin. Yeah. And I remember all the reaction. Oh, what should they do? The, the suspension. I forget what they suspended him. Do you remember? 11. 11 games. And I remember the callers to our talk shows in Chicago. Oh, it's not fair. They're holding his past against him. And I remember saying, you're damn right they're holding exactly. his past against him. That's what happens when you are a repeat offender, when you do this yes. stuff all the time, then you deserve to be treated differently than everybody else. The benefit of the doubt has long since left the barn. If this isn't at minimum a 10-game suspension, I will not only be surprised, I will be disappointed that the NBA didn't go farther. Uh, agreed. And listen, again, you know, we get back to understanding from a player's perspective. You walk on the field, understand there's inherent risk in what we do as athletes, right? Whether it's basketball, football, baseball, you know you can catch a 90-mile-hour fastball in the head, right? You can, you can catch an elbow. You can get, there's a lot of things that can happen to you. What you don't want to have to go in is be concerned that you have a guy who is clearly taking things into his own hands and will do whatever he wants at the expense of every one else and no one is holding him accountable that's the issue for players right because it listen there's going to be things that happen if it's inadvertent you get it but when it's when you saw what he did last night and again was that like the, the worst shot I've ever seen no but it's because of all the other things that he has done leads you to go enough is enough man I'm tired of having the conversation it's not good for their game you heard you heard the uh, the player that he slaps his first thing was, "I was just glad I wasn't choked." Yeah, Yusuf Nurkic. I, I mean, really, like, yeah. like, they, like that's. I mean, that that, that you, that's not that's not funny, right? I mean, he's using it as a comedy, but it's not funny that you know, six six games ago he was suspended for choking a guy. It's like, come on, man, it's it's too much. It, it's it's a terrible look for the league. Again, I was surprised it was only five games last time. I thought that was startlingly light, considering the magnitude of what he did. I mean, I take you back to that day or night. He, he came running in there. He grabbed Rudy Gobert around the throat and would not let go. And it wasn't even to that level. Like, Greeny, like, I can assure you, I have been in enough scrums in my life. There are times when the fight is getting for real. Yeah. That fight was not real yet, right? Like, he, he, he elevated and escalated that, that incident by jumping over a pile where people were trying to separate the situation and it basically threw gas on the fire. It's, it's, it, again, because that's, that's who he is. He has shown you who he is. Don't make excuses for someone who continually shows who they are and the behavior hasn't changed so as i bring hembo in here the interesting thing about this to me i know i say this a lot but i feel it needs it's worthy of repeating because most people probably don't remember draymond green in college you remember all the other stars of the league in college because they were great college players draymond green was not draymond green was an overweight second round pick out of michigan state and I watched the Big Ten. I watched the Big Ten basketball literally every night. And if you had told anyone at that time Draymond Green is going to become a Hall of Famer, they would have laughed you out of the room. 
So I have great respect for what he has turned sure. his career into. And there are going to be some who are going to say that fire he plays with, that line that he plays right on and every now and again crosses is the reason that he's been able to make himself into that. And my response to that would be, I don't care. This is about the safety of all the other players on the court. This is about a look for the league that they cannot have. That was nonsense last night. Yeah, He's talking about selling a call. I've been watching the game 50 years uh, they've been selling calls now for years in the NBA. I've never seen anyone turn around and swing that wildly and hit a guy right in the head. And so at minimum, it was very reckless. And I think it was done purposely, but that that can't factor into what I think shouldn't matter. But at minimum, it was most certainly reckless. How about what do you think of the whole thing? I like to think about this whole scene as if Yusuf Nurkic was injured. Let's say he got concussed. Mm. last night. Like, it's like in baseball, if, if, a, if a pitcher is a, a headhunting, right? Right. Whether or not the batter is hit in the head or not doesn't really matter. It's, it's the intent. And look, this to me maybe not, wasn't, was not premeditated, uh, premeditated necessarily, but he could have been in serious danger. And right. I think it's, 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 in, it's incumbent upon the league to protect the big and not the, the small. I'm much, Absolutely. I'm much less worried about the precedent, like the, to, to Neek's uh, perspective, I'm much less worried about the precedent because you're not really looking to protect the one rogue vigilante guy. Right. I'm much more worried about the, the fact that Nurkic might be on the ground bleeding sometime because Amen. Draymond Green is unhinged. That's not the guy we need to be protecting. Right, yeah, taking 15 stitches, you miss however many games. Right. It affects your team for whatever reason. I, I, I will say this. One of, the, one of the issues that we had in the NFL was, was commissioner discipline, right? And it was one of the big big topics that we dealt with in the CBA back years ago. And I remember players calling me, and this is when when Neek and I were actually going through this process, being like, hey, you know, you gotta you gotta take away all commissioner discipline. You gotta do it. And and part of the calls were about players who had had repeated violations that were a lot of them were off the field. Yeah. And my point to that was if you think I'm sacrificing my money for your behavior, you are lying to yourself. Because again, as the union rep, my job is for all 1,600 players, not three that get penalized because, you know, whatever, whatever. and I'm not going to get it because people will know who they are. But sure. I'm, not, I'm not here to protect that, right? Like, I, I appreciate, I can defend it whenever it happens mm-hmm. on a one-off situation, but we are collectively supposed to help the 1,600, not the one or two that continue to create problems for themselves so, by, by repeated behavior. So if you're you're saying that NBA players right now, like if you ask them what they think should happen here, they would probably prefer that they rule heavy-handedly, given the fact that their safety is at stake. Absolutely. And and, and uh, Andrew Hawkins was here with us on Get Up, right? And he was a, he was a teammate with Vontez Burfecht in in uh, in Cincinnati, and that became the issue for our union. Was okay. Burfecht is headhunting, right? He is knocking dudes out, right? He's going low on players' knees. He's doing. Players began to be afraid to go play against this guy because our careers are on the line. Right. I don't need some dude who's off or unhinged coming at my knee late in a pile, right? And, and, and let me tell you, there are a lot of players who get labeled dirty, right? Like back in the day, um, you, you know, the, the DBs would come try to pick you off off the pile and do those kinds of things. But like with the perfect situation, it was 
it was trying to end guys, right? Whether it was Pittsburgh, whatever it was. And, and so it did become, why would I want to defend? And I appreciate that as a, you're supposed to, but why am I going to defend a guy who was putting guys out of our game? And that's the situation I would agree with. You. I think every player would go, mm. you know, if it was anonymous, every player would go 15, 20. Bang, be done with it. You know, it'll, it'll change. Uh, Greeny, Jeff Saturday, uh, hanging around with us here. We're live, as always, above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Let me get a quick moment of football in, if I can, because I have you here. Um, Andrew Hawkins, who I, I was his first time uh, with us on Get Up Today, I thought he was really good. And he made a really interesting observation about the difference in the offense that the Dallas Cowboys are running. Yeah. And without getting into too much into the weeds, essentially he was saying they're running really a classic West Coast offense. Correct. And that it looks so much better now, not only than it did a year ago, but than it did at the beginning of this season, that this is the reason that Mike McCarthy taking over the play calling has been beneficial. This is the reason that Dak Prescott is playing so well. And this... um, this 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 bodes well yes. for their chances. They were ten and three last year. They're ten and three this year. It bodes well for their chances. How different would you say for those of us who are, you know, not in the advanced class? How different would you say this offense is? And does it give them a chance to get to the Super Bowl? That absolutely gives them a chance to get the Super Bowl. And I would tell you from a from a football perspective, you have like concept driven plays, and then you have. Um, like execution driven plays, right? Like the West Coast offense, they are very precise. Like the receiver's going to be, you know, his break is at this. He's supposed to be there at this time. So, and it all matches. Like the quarterback's drop matches with route concepts. If they're in zone, it's on one side of the field. If it's man, it could be on the other side, right? Like they have the answers to the, to the test before they see it. And when you're talking about a guy like Dak Prescott, who has incredible football intelligence, if he can see, and the defense is constantly trying to disguise and do things and hide it, but if he can foresee it before the play or at the snap of the play, it gives the offense a completely different viewpoint than what they were doing. And again, they were successful. They were one of the top offenses because of, because of Dak in the past year. So I'm not trying to slight what they did, but what it provides you is consistency and that everybody's going to be on the same page. And I liken this, or I want to compare this to where the Chiefs are right now with, you know, arguably the greatest player in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes. The receivers aren't where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be. And you see the frustration, and it's not just the drops. It's like the routes aren't at the right depth or they're not at the right – that's what Dallas has cleaned up so well that has made them so proficient and, and so explosive. It's interesting because Andy Reid is a direct disciple of that West Coast offense, right? And that's what's frustrating for right. him. And you hear it, right? You see, and he is, that's the craziest part to me. Like how many mishaps they've had, much bigger than lining up all sides. Like, but how many times that Mahomes and his receivers aren't on the same page? And you can see it's frustrating. Like it is a hard, and it's not something that just happens overnight. It is through the precision of everybody seeing it the same way and doing it the exact same way. I mean, Andy Reid goes directly to Mike Holmgren, who goes directly to Bill Walsh. I mean, yep. we're, we're going to the source of the West Coast offense in that history. By Jeff, the way, before we let Jeff go, I know yeah. you referenced earlier that uh, Jeff and Fox are, are like uh, like you know brothers in their relationship. Yeah. We have to note that uh, Saturday and Hembo today are dressed like brothers. 
I don't know. I don't know what's going on today. Twinsies. They are. They clearly dressed exactly like today. Let me address. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You know, I, I but like, something's going on. Let here. me just address this because this was Fox and Himbo and I had a little conversation. This is the typical white guy yeah. as we age, right? Mm-hmm. We get into the quarter zips, right? The blues, the lighter, right? Like, like it's just a standard look for us, and so like we just kind of want to blend in. Like, like man, Fox is a good-looking dude. He, you know, he's wearing rust, and he's got all these. Colors and like Rust. patterns and all, and I'm like, dude, I'm a I'm a 48 year old white dude. Like I'm I'm scared to bring. Like I don't want to make any I don't want to make any sudden changes in my apparel. <laughs> no, no, no. I just want to blend. You know, I'm a, but, and, and himbo and I we, we're blending. You know what I mean? We're no, not. <laughs> but, but but you can't see what they're wearing as well as I can. Jeff is dressed. He's got the quarter zip and the and the the, the button down. You look like the pro at a golf course. You look like the associate. I would walk into you and say, "What time is my tea time?" Yes. And who do I give my credit card to? Hembo, who a is not aging. Hembo is twenty years younger than you are. Let's start with that. He acts like the same. B is though. wearing like a thermal top. This is not a, a, a quarter zip. It's a quarter like zip. Yours. I mean, it happens to have a quarter zip, but what you were wearing is something you might put a five year old in to go out and play oh in the snow, God. and then underneath it he. Has has, like it's not a button-down. Sh- what is that? It's a Henley. What is it? Uh, this guy in his Henley. It's like, it's he likes the Henley. Three buttons, no no collar. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's very are, fashionable. Are you doing some roofing later today? <laughs> I mean, what the hell are you wearing? He loves the Henley. I, I do mean, love a good Henley. Yeah. Me- meanwhile, hold on. Meanwhile, looking across at Greeny, yeah, minimum four fifty for that shirt. Buttons oh, are different. Yeah. Co- like, oh, that the fabric, <laughs> the the stitching, it's all hand Those done. Buttons folks. are aggressive. Make, yeah, make no mistake, that thing is put together. Well, what point are you trying to make? <laughs> Not getting any disagreement. I mean, try and borrow Cam Newton's outfit a little bit later if I get a chance. All right, Jay Will's on his way in here. Much more as soon as there's Draymond word, you're going to hear it right here on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, 
happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Uh, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Our buddy Jay Williams, who is today's MVP of Get Up, and I'll explain why in a moment. Will join me in 30 seconds after this word from Vivid Seats. Bowl season, basketball, hockey, pro football, all in action. And Vivid Seats has it all for you and your ticket gifting needs this holiday season. See every one-timer, every touchdown, every slam dunk live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans, offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. So let me tell everybody how all this stuff generally works. We come in at 6 o'clock in the morning to do a meeting to start getting ready to do Get Up. Hembo and the, and the team, I think, have already met earlier in the morning. But my mm-hmm. meeting is at 6 o'clock. And in the 6 o'clock meeting, we, start, we, we decide, all right, we got to go all in on this Dream On thing. This, this is a very, very, very big deal. John Fink is the coordinating producer of that show. And he says, do you want me to try and get Jay Will? For the show, I said, hell yes, because, you know, when you're trying to make decisions to get people on the air, it's six o'clock in the morning. It's not easy to do. And a lot of our basketball people are on the West Coast anyway. So it's three in the morning. So he says to me, I just woke Jay Will up from a dead sleep. He's going to get here as fast as he can. We start our show. We're like five minutes into get up. I look up and I see Jay Will come running in the door. So how you got here from your home in leafy suburban Connecticut, and I know where you live. Oh, yeah. That quickly, I have no... Were you were you faxed here? Did you have a helicopter at the handy? How did you get here oh, that I, fast? I jumped on the train, but I do want to uh, state publicly that I had to wrestle with the doors because I almost missed the 629 train yeah. and rolled my ankle in the process of Uh-oh. getting here Uh-oh. and had multiple people on the train ask me if I needed ice for my ankle. <laughs> and then people started to recognize me and say, well, I thought you were more athletic than what we just saw. But I made it here and I delivered strong opinions. Uh, and now uh, it was great. It was great to have you. And we had Wendy and we had all the football crew also chiming in on this because this goes so far beyond. This is not about basketball. Um, this is about a player with a history who is a complex player to analyze because his career has been so unusual. There aren't too many people who fit into the, the career box. Take all of this stuff out of it. Who, who have had the careers that he has. There aren't that many players who could be one of the most valuable players in the NBA at any given game without scoring a point. The, the, the whole history of the league, there's like five guys like that, and he's one of them. So I have such high regard for him as a player and for what he's turned himself into. But this stuff is nonsense. You can't have it. So I'm just going to give you the floor. You, you woke up this morning because our, we woke you up. Yes. And I'm sure at some point you looked on your phone and you saw it for the first time. What was your first reaction when you saw it? 
Draymond Green is one of the smartest basketball players I've ever met. Whenever I listen to him, I learn nuances of the game that I've always paid attention to, but most normal people do not. Mm-hmm. When Yersip Nurkic in the postgame presser saying, I think he has a problem, I want to I dig into that for a second, Greeny. Mm-hmm. I think he does have a problem. Have you ever met somebody that's super smart, yet they keep making the same mistake? And you're like, how do you keep making the same mistake and you're super smart? You choose to make that mistake. So it, there is a sense of entitlement that comes along with Draymond Green where it feels like he is above the law. I came on your show four weeks ago, less than four weeks ago. Yes, you did. When he choked out Rudy Gobert. And I said, hey, this needs to be 10 games, a 10-game suspension. I was met with vitriol online. What are you talking about? Precedent sets three to four games. I'm like, well, wait a second. In the same calendar year, he had stomped on Demonis Sabonis in the playoffs. Yeah. And there's been countless things that he's done as well. So he's a repeat offender who chooses not to listen. So you're telling me that within less than four weeks after being reprimanded by the league, by saying, hey, man, you're treading on thin ice, you then turn around and throw a swing at somebody. That was churlish, that was dumb, that was spazzy. There was nobody dislodging him from his position on the court. There was no selling a call. His hands were barely on you. You chose to intently do that. Mm -hmm. That needs to be met with a strong reprimand. With that being said, 15 to 20 games, Greeny. 15 to 20 games. And if you do it again, we'll talk about 20 to 30 games. I'll keep escalating it until you choose to get the point, because what you're saying is we are going to reward that type of behavior by not having a strong stance on it. And you're not protecting the players who play the game the right way. So you said a lot of interesting things there. So one of the things, one of the reasons that that smart people do dumb things repeatedly is because they have issues with impulse control. I think he mm. just loses it on the court, right? He, th- there are many people who are like that who have issues with. I, I'm, I'm not in any. I'm not attaching this directly to him, but there are many issues that people have with the management of emotions that make them do things that, in a calm moment, they themselves know they should not do. But if you cannot manage your instinct, you cannot manage your impulse then you wind up doing stuff like this. And to your point, it has never been made a priority by the NBA to him to do so. He's basically never met his professional mortality and been told, if you do that again, you're not going to play. And the the ultimate proof of that is he was suspended from an NBA Finals game that changed the course of, of history of professional basketball. That was the team that won, I will remind everyone listening, That was the Golden State team that won 73 games. They were one win away in that moment from becoming, from putting their names on the list of the greatest teams of all time. Ever. Ever. When you win 73 games and the championship, it's going to be very tough for anyone to argue against that. Instead, they wind up losing. They wind up going out and getting Kevin Durant. History was completely rewritten by an incident in which, as Mike and I used to say jokingly, he kicked a guy in the ding-ding. And and that's an old Eddie Murphy thing and whatever. (laughs) So I'm trying to be serious, and of course I just made the joke. (laughs) But, But the point is, I agree with what you're saying. It has never been made clear to him that this cannot happen or you will not be allowed to continue playing this game. And I think that is the message that one way or another has to be sent because it never has been. Can... Can I address another issue yeah, sure. I have with it? Oh. And we're going to be here for a minute, and I'm glad we're, we're diving deep into this. Yeah. So 
I think Steph Curry is one of the greatest players to ever walk this earth. Oh, yeah. I think he is genius. I love everything he stands for. I love the way he runs his businesses. I love him as a leader, and I love him with the player and the energy he plays on the floor. The one little thing that I keep seeing, though, is at some point, we as the media, because we would do it for other greatest, quote-unquote, players. Mm -hmm. If this happened on a team of LeBron James, Will we, will we be pressuring LeBron James to make a public statement to denounce this type of behavior? Wouldn't we be asking LeBron to do that? So, like, I, I watched Steph at the post game last night, and he's so good at politically answering questions. Like, he could dance. I mean, that's how I was taught at Duke. You can ask me a point-blank question to the face. I can spin it. I can twist it into whatever I want to talk about. Coach K101, I got it. I, I, I pretty much I helped him write the manual, the blueprint on it. But at some point, don't you want to hear Steph Curry say that is costing us while we're fighting for a play in position, which, by the way, Greeny also came on your show and said at the beginning of the year, I thought they'd be fighting for a play in position. Don't you want to hear the one of the best players in the world or maybe the best player in the game say it's reasons like that from Draymond that hold us back from being who we can be this year because he's not available. I'm trying to remember. So I, I told the story while you, when this hour began, Jay was on first take, and I was telling the story. I was in the building the night that Dennis Rodman kicked the cameraman, and I'm trying to remember how Jordan handled that. Jordan handled Rodman differently than he handled any other teammate he would ever have had, and you saw we saw all of that in the last dance when he, he told Phil, let him go to Vegas in the middle of the season. I mean, unprecedented, crazy stuff, and Rodman was wild in totally different ways. From Jamon Green. But the camera, the, the incident where he kicked the cameraman, I don't remember exactly how Michael handled that, but Rodman got suspended for 11 games then, and he had that history. Hembo, what, 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 what do we add here? I mean, what, what, what else is there to, what, what, other, what other angles are there that we have not taken? I feel like we've talked about this so much this morning, and I, I'm, I'm struggling to come up with new ways to approach what I think is one of the biggest stories we've seen in sports in a long time. Jay, I'm really fascinated by the by the discipline piece here. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, how many games he inevitably gets, but but who ultimately is going to be making the final call there? Because I think many of us were surprised that he only got five games earlier this season for the Gobert incident. We know that Joe Dumars has historically, at least in this position that he's currently in, made those decisions for the NBA, ironically, as one of the faces of the bad boys Pistons, and also, Greeny, somewhat ironically, as sort of a mentor to Draymond Green, a person that Draymond Green himself has described as a father figure to him, a person that Draymond Green has known since he was in high school. So that's my question for you, Jay, is are we 100% comfortable with these things continuing to happen, with Joe Dumars having, if not the final say, one of the final says in what the discipline should be? No, I think it needs to be Adam Silver. All the way at the top. Adam Silver. And by the way, I think Adam Silver is one of the best leaders in all of sports. Mm -hmm. But if there's a knock that I've heard people say is that he's been a little bit too lenient with all the things around player empowerment, about workload management, mm. about all that stuff, right? Mm. So it, there, there's – now, look, I, I'm all for the player side here. But at some point, Adam Silver, he did it with John Morant. He made a strong statement with 25 games. I, if, if you're doing that with John Morant, I know the similar situations are, are not the same. It's not apples to apples here. But you have to make a strong statement to show that this type of behavior is not representative of the NBA. Mm. By the way, Greeny, 
the league had made so many changes back with David Stern to get away from those type of behaviors. And people used to kind of use these um, old stereotypes about players today aren't tough and don't we need more of that in the game? No, the game is in a better place than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. Higher scoring, guys are more athletic. Yeah, you could say the game physicality isn't the same, but we're not trying to bring the game back to the 90s. And you know what else I'll say about the 90s, Greeny? Yeah. At least back in the 90s, if you hit me, we would square up as man to man. We would square up. I wouldn't get hit by cheap shot after cheap shot after cheap shot. And that's what you're seeing from this type of – and by the way, Adam Silver needs to make a strong statement by saying this is not acceptable, not allowed, and if it continues, it will just continue to get ramped up more and more and more. Yeah, Jeff Saturday used the term vigilante justice on TV this morning, basically saying if you're going to let Draymond do that to guys, someone is going to send just a big, strong guy out there just to get him into – provoke him, get him into a fight, or actually stand up for the rest of the league. I will be really surprised – I wasn't last time. So, I, I, again, I was wrong a month ago. Maybe I'll be wrong again. I'll be very surprised if this is not at least 10 games. Yeah, but, okay, so your over-under would be at 10. If you had to settle. a My line. over-under would be at 9.5. I well, mean, it uh, can be at 9. The league could say 15, and then the NBA PA could appeal it. Well, that's the thing. Let them appeal it. You know, I mean, in, in a completely different context. In fact, so different that I won't even mention the circumstances. But there was an NFL player who had an issue with the league, and I went on the air and I said, Roger Goodell should throw him out of the league for a year and let someone fight it. Yeah, Go ahead and fight it. <clears throat> and and that isn't what wound up happening. And whatever, the, the point is, like, there are some things you do, that's why there is a union. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that Adam Silver, I, I agree with your read on him. I think he is such a reasonable person, and he wants so badly for there to be a good relationship, not the adversarial relationship we have in pro football between the players and the owners that I think he has been um, willing to compromise on things, which I think is the sign of a smart person, not not a dumb person. It's the sign of a strong person, not a weak person. But there does come a point where I think he, someone in his position has to say, at this point, I got to go all in. I got to go all in, suspend him 20 games, and let the union fight it, and let someone arbitrate that and decide where it nets out. But at least I can say, I, I made a statement here if it gets reduced, it gets reduced. And at some point, I know, you know we haven't talked a lot about basketball here. If, if you're Steph, if you're Clay, you know, you lost GP to second, the third, excuse me, like, you know, you're fighting for your life. He's hurting them on the court. They had, a one, they had a one point lead. Yep. They had a one point lead. Then you put Trace Jackson Davis in the game and he gets exposed by Jurkic and it's not even a big three. Like, you're fighting for every single game here. And, and by the way, this is what makes the level tilt greeny a little bit towards people wanting to blow this whole thing up because he just got a four-year, $100 million deal. Are you going to max out Clay on top of that? The one thing that's been consistent, 31 keeps looking like 31, and it makes you want to hold on to this team because Steph Curry is still that elite player, but everything else around it is slowly diminishing. All right, you remember this from yesterday. Trivia time, Hambo, here we go. Uh, Since the merger, since the 1976 merger, which NBA tandem – had the most games in which they both scored 25 points. Since the NBA merger, tandem. which t- a tandem teammates. of teammates tandem. Okay. had the most games in which they both scored 25 points? Oh, I like that question. The answer is next on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by.
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Jay Will in our studio. Hashtag crew all around us. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Wow. Okay. And how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Hembo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? Good question today, Hembo Go. Since the 1976 merger, which NBA tandem had the most games in which they both scored 25 points. So I, I have seven. One, two, three, four, five. seven? I have seven of them written down. I'll feel good if it's one of the seven. I'll choose one. I have one. But I just want one. Okay, so everyone's going to choose one. Bubba, Cam, uh, Jay Will, and myself all playing the game. Jay Will, you're our guest. I'll let you go first. I have one A, I have one a and then I have a sleeper. I have Shaq, Kobe. Okay, that's one of my seven. I, 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 I have think, I think it's Shaq and Kobe. Okay. Um, and then the only other one I would kind of toss out there because they played a short amount of time together, but they were both prolific, was James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Okay, Harden and Westbrook. I thought of KD and Westbrook, who played together a lot longer, I think. In Oklahoma but see, the longer City, you play together, the more it makes 25 me, point games you can have, right? Yeah, it's but also, like, when, the, when those averages go down. It's not an average. It's, not a, so, it's just the most games in which both guys scored 25 points. I have KD and Russell Westbrook written down. I have Shaq and Kobe written down. I can't make up my mind which one I think it is. We're going to lock you in on Shaq and Kobe? Shaq and Kobe. All right, Jay will go Shaq and Kobe. That is Brandon's guess also. Brandon has also guessed Shaq and Kobe. Bubba? Uh, My initial thought was Shaq and Kobe, but I think think I'm going to go Steph and Clay. All right, I have this another one I have written down. Steph Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Cam? Yeah, I'm going a different route, just sheer longevity. One of these guys, obviously not a prolific scorer, but I'm going to go Tim Duncan and Tony Parker. Ooh. Okay, right. that's longevity. not one of the ones I had written down. <laughs> There's always one that's not on Greeny's list. <laughs> I did not <laughs> wonder. Did right, so the ones that haven't been said out loud that are on my list are Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, Larry Bird and Kevin McHale, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, mm. and then I, I wrote down just for fun Stockton and Malone because they played together so, so long. long, but I don't think Stockton would have had that many 25-point games, games. but they, they, they literally played together for over a decade, right. which is so much longer. Like LeBron and Dwayne Wade only played together for four years. Uh, and I also had written down Shaq and Kobe and, and Steph and Clay. So, and, and KD and Russell Westbrook. I feel like KD and Russell Westbrook played together a long time. I feel like they scored so many points in those days. 
I think I'm going to make that one. Himbo my is guess. laughing. I, it's such a devious laugh. Well, because he's a terrible human. Like what you have not figured out. <laughs> everyone on the air at ESPN loves Hembo because he makes everyone's job so easy because he feeds everyone the best information. Oh. So you all love him. You don't realize he's a sinister being. <laughs> like down deep inside, he's he's really he's he's um. So what I'm looking for, he's 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 malevolent. I mean, mm. it's not it's not really yeah. that down deep. It's 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 pretty much on the surface. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't have to dig too far. Yeah. It's right this there. is why people shake nerds. All right. So it's in the interest of not prolonging this any farther. I will go Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. So those are the guesses. They are locked in. Hamba. The correct answer is Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Oh, oh Greedy. Greedy. Way to get it for the team, Greedy. Way to get it for the team. That's one for that's the team. for the team. That's just for the team. This is not a team sport. And I get it right. Oh, oh, not a team sport. What is this, so, tennis? There's no I in Greedy. That's correct. Um, there's no I wow, and there's Greeny's no M-E back. either. So Greeny's back. I'll give you the whole top five. Number one is KD and Russell Westbrook. Number two is Shaq and Kobe. Oh, man. Number three is Alex English and Kiki Vandaway. Wow. wow. Ooh, Kiki, See, but do you guys, love me? Wouldn't they have started in the <laughs> ABA? So they brought that to the NBA after the merger and still kept doing it. Okay, that's a good one. Number four is uh, Michael and Scotty. Okay. And number five is actually Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum already. Wow. Jeez. Already. See, points, there are so many more points scored in games now. I was thinking the more recent, the better. Uh, Oh, it's a great question. That's a fun list. Mostly because I got it right. Okay, uh, Cam, run down the current scoreboard. I don't like these scoreboard things. (laughs) (laughs) This needs to be team sports. You're going to like it less now. No, I'm 0-2, two two days. All right, I am 16-29. and Bubba's 14-31. and Greeny's 11-34. and Brandon's 5-17. and Jay Will is 0-2. And And Mark Cuban and Dominique Foxworth are 0-1. I want to bring up one other thing that happened in the NBA yesterday. Obviously, we have talked a lot about Draymond Green this morning, and we will continue to. We did it throughout the whole TV show and, and here on the radio. And obviously, the moment there is any news from the NBA, we'll let you know. I, I certainly would expect an announcement from the league today, probably not till sometime in the, the mid to late afternoon, but we'll see. Certainly, the woges of the world are working uh, that story, and we'll let you know as soon as there is any. Did you see what happened in Chicago last night? So this was a very confusing why are you pointing at hembo because literally during get up during one of the football segments i'm on the sideline and i'm talking with hembo i'm like have you seen this how is this actually possible I, I, i'm really thrown off by this so let me explain what happened last night Nikola Jokic and the defending champion denver nuggets visit chicago for the only visit they will have there this year Chicago, for those who are not aware, and again, it's like a second home to me, is a city that has an enormous Eastern European population. So many people are of Eastern European heritage. In fact, this was once true, and I don't know that it is anymore or not, but when I lived there, it was true that the city on planet Earth that had the most Polish people was Warsaw, and second was Chicago. Chicago. And, and so th- there was an enormous amount of, of, of Eastern European heritage and pride there. Coach K. So last night, including Mike Krzyzewski, of course. So last night, the Bulls um, had the Nuggets in, and they had, um, what do they call it, Serbian relate? They, they called it, they, they gave it a name. It's not on my list here. But they were expecting a large contingent of Serbian fans, according to their public relations team, for what was Nikola Jokic's only visit uh, of this season. Nikola Jokic, late in the second quarter of this game, goes to the basket to try and, and make a bucket and, and thinks he gets fouled 
and may very well have a point. It, it, it wasn't like a big, huge, blatant, obvious foul call that was missed. It was something that happens in an NBA game probably 20 times, maybe 30 times. A player thinks he got fouled and complains to the officials about it. He was not demonstrative. He didn't get in anybody's face. He does not, he does not make any obvious gestures or anything like that. He just kind of continues with the play and is barking at an official. And they threw him out of the game. They just immediately tossed him from the game. And the fans are booing like crazy. The Bulls stink. They're, they're, those fans are excited to see the Nuggets, the defending champs, the one time they're going to get to see them. I'm sure there were an enormous contingent, as was expected, of Serbian fans who were there to see Nikola Jokic. And Jokic gets thrown out for nothing Last night, so much so that when I watched the clip of it this morning, the Bulls TV guys, including Stacey King, you mm-hmm. remember Stacey. Love Stacey King. I, I covered him as a player. Stacey is like, the, the, the fans didn't come here to see the refs. They came here to see the players. What happened there? I, I have zero clue. Have no idea. Even watching the footage last night, I, I was blown away by the fact that that would get you ejected from a game. By the way, that's not the only weird thing that happened last night Tell me. in that game. Also in that game, Greeny. Ayo DeSuma, who plays for the actual Bulls, yeah. do you know this, has become the third player in NBA history to play 26-plus minutes with zero points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. So, Greeny, that led to a very interesting conversation by Himbo and I this morning. Which was? By saying if you were to play 20-plus six, 26-plus minutes in an NBA game, what stat line do you think you had the highest probability of feeling first? <laughs> you tell me. I, mean, I, think, I think a random rebound. A, I think you would get a random yeah, sure, rebound. Anything. It would come to you. Yeah. Yeah. I think a rebound. Just yeah. how do you have zero, 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 zero in 26 plus minutes? I mean, that's. <laughs> how, how do you not get anything? Crazy things. Crazy Are we counting things. fouls and turnovers? Because I'd have a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> Turnover is the likeliest thing that you would have. So, two absurd things that happened during the Diver Nuggets and Bulls game last yeah, night. Yeah. I mean, I'm reading the story here. Um, apparently, um, Jokic used a swear word mm-hmm. in the direction of the official. Wah. Jokic was ejected after one technical foul because he directed profane language mm-hmm. at the official that by our standards warranted an ejection. That is from the crew chief, Mark Lindsay. One way or another, um, it was just a very strange moment, and I think that's one you have to lean as far as you possibly can, regardless of who the player is. But certainly with a two-time MVP, you have to lean as far as you can in the direction of not throwing the player out. We'll be right back on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.